Welcome to the Family Room Podcast. So glad you have joined us here in the Family Room. If this is your first time, welcome. This podcast is for you. I might say, push pause on this podcast and scroll to the very bottom of the podcast feed. The first episode we put out is an introduction episode. It's about five or six minutes and really sets the vision for what we are trying to do here in the family room. So I recommend doing that and then coming right back to this awesome interview that uh, I did here with Jean Raggio. Love Miss Jean. So great to get to talk to her. She's married to Michael. Wonderful family here in our church. They have three kids. They have Rachel, Miles, Aaron, and it was really a joy to get to speak with her, and I think y'all are really going to enjoy this conversation. You better enjoy it, because I've said enjoy about 50 times. So enjoy that. But first, music from our very own Kent Morris. We have Miss Jean Raggio in the family room. Miss Jean, I don't want to hide the ball here. I, I think you need to explain the family tree, especially for the younger members of the church fam, because you and Bradley are sharing Thanksgiving Day turkey. How, how is this possible? Well, actually, if you want to be accurate, we're going to be sharing uh, seafood gumbo on Thanksgiving. My mother. That's the normal thing? Seafood gumbo? That's been for years now, ever since we all got married. And, you know, we've had to go here and there. We have to go to the in-laws and the outlaws. And so, um, yeah, my mom just said, and she might have done this because she really wanted us to be there at Christmas. So she said, I'll give you up on Thanksgiving. Y'all go to your in-laws. And then we'll get back together and do uh, seafood gumbo because she has, she's famous for her seafood gumbo. Wow. So, yeah. So she makes the seafood gumbo and we go over there in the evening. And if everybody's out of town or something, then we might do it on a Sunday or a Saturday, you know, sometime during the weekend. Okay. And, but, but, yes, but why, we will but why are sharing. you and Bradley there? Bradley and I are there together because he married my sister. All right. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm not setting you up well. Here's the thing. (laughs) I feel like, I think I went to church maybe five or six years. And then, yeah, somebody offhand mentioned, yeah, Paige, Gene, and Lynn, they're all sisters. And I I had no clue. I had no clue. We grew up in the same house. We did. But you're the oldest. I am the oldest. I uh, am... Yes, the oldest. And then two years later, my brother was born. His name is Donald. And then two years after him, Lynn is born. And two years after her, Paige is born. And when I say two years, I'm talking Lynn, Lynn, Donald, and Paige have birthdays in the same week. In the same week. Actually, we we go in reverse order. Paige has a birthday and then three days later Lynn has a birthday and then I don't know maybe it's five days later I can't remember exactly because I don't remember if March has 30 or 31 days but anyway my brother has a birthday and then we have to wait three whole weeks for my birthday it really is two 
Wow. It really is two years apart. We are all within one month of each other. Yeah. That's hard to budget for presents. It is. It really is. Because you, you forget about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I'm dropping and then a Lynn lot of money. Page, Lynn and Paige also married April boys. So we celebrate a lot of birthdays in March and April. You've got to do just one mega birthday, right? We do. Yeah. We do now. Yeah. Seafood gumbo or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> we just have pot roast at mama's house okay. and we'll have a cake. I like yeah. it. Yeah. We're, all right, so you're the oldest. Were you the classic yeah. oldest child? Let me think. I don't know what the classic oldest child was, but I was kind of the one with the hardest head. Um, so maybe I was the black sheep or... Um, Whatever you want to call it. I kind of rebelled. I was a little hard to handle. So, but I came back. <laughs> so you, Paige and Lynn, you're growing up as sisters. What did y'all mm -hmm. do together where everybody got along and was, was loved hanging out? And then maybe give us, give me something that just drove each other nuts. Well, we all went to the beach in the summer. My, um, my dad played football for LSU back in the fifties okay. and he had a bunch of friends and we would get together every summer and go to the beach for three days. And so we had a really good time. We went to the beach with all those people and we went, we did three, three things like at night, there were three meals, and I want to say one of them was a fried chicken meal. One was um, boiled shrimp. And then the third thing we did, I can't remember what we ate, but we all went to the amusement park. So we would get to go to the amusement park the last night we were there, and we did it every year without fail. So That's that a was good a lot memory. of fun. That's yeah, a good we had a good time. Okay, and then what yeah. drove y'all nuts? Was it, was it? Oh man! Is there a story? All kinds of stuff, you know. Growing up in the country, we are really in the would, country. Uh, we well, I, we call it the country. Yeah. Just ask Benton O'Quinn. He still teases Lynn. Says you're going out to the country. Yeah. But it is kind of the country. But I tell you, it it doesn't take as long to get out here as it does some places in town. Just because the traffic, we're always going against traffic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you grew you grew up in Central. Are you live in Central we, now? We live you, in. I live in Central. Yes. Yeah. My, um, the neighborhood that we live in, my father developed okay. in the seventies. So we grew up here in this same neighborhood. Wow. And my brother was probably the first one to come back and live here in this neighborhood. But Michael and I lived in Shreveport for 10 years. So when we moved back in 2010, we bought really the only house that was even available in the neighborhood at the time and, and remodeled it. And so I lived one house away from my mom. And then Paige later on decided she wanted to, to be in here too. So I kind of played real estate agent and found her a house. And then in the process of that, I realized that the people that live next door to the house I found for Paige were selling as well. So now Paige and I live next door to each other. 
That's that's about as full circle as you could do it. It you, really you is. You grew up in the so, same house, and now you're yep. throw a rock at so her house. Everybody in the family lives in this neighborhood except Lynn, and I don't think we'll ever get her out of seven zero eight zero eight. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool little spot. Did you did you ever think you'd be living on the basically the same property as as Paige? <laughs> Or the same no. neighborhood as you grew up in. That's crazy. No. In fact, my father, um, there were quite a few sayings that he used to, you know, say to me. And I would, you know, t- definitely say, oh, never, never. He said, this was probably when I was 17 and in my rebellious phase, he says, Gene Carroll, you're going to be the one that's going to come back and live right next to your mama. And wow. I was like, no way, no way. And I realized somewhere along the way, when I was living next door to my mother, that he was right. <laughs> Man. And I was loving it. That's amazing. Yeah, did, he was a pretty smart man. Did, did you ever dream that you would be in the same church family as your other two sisters? I, I didn't. And I mean, because I didn't know any of the brothers would be pastor you know yeah so yeah that's pretty funny huh yeah which i guess when did you say you moved back from shreveport we moved back in 2010 okay gotcha yeah so and we did live out here and so there was a you know a six month period where we thought well you know do we want to go to church way over there or do we want to go to church here near where we live and um Guess what? You guys won. <laughs> Were the you guys? Yeah, Christ Covenant Church won. I love it. All right, you told me you start your day with reading and study. So take us into your typical morning. We we even want the boring details. Where are you sitting? Do you have coffee? <laughs> Is it tea? What are you reading? Take us inside. Okay, so yes, I get up 6, 6.30 every morning. Um, and you should have to get up at like four in the country. If you're really in the country, but okay. You would think, but we'll take it. Yeah. So I get up at six, six 30. Michael actually gets up a lot earlier than I do. So, um, yeah, I get up and, um, stumble into the den and he's usually sitting there. And so I kind of sit across from him in one of our other chairs and we get our coffee and um, he's usually been reading for a little bit longer than, uh, so you know, since I just got up. And so he's ready to talk, but I'm ready to read. So sometimes that can be a problem. But, um, yeah, most of the time um, we're pretty, pretty quiet in the morning just because we're both reading and studying. We both actually do Bible study fellowship. So <clears throat> that's usually the first thing I'll pull out is my Bible study lesson from Bible Study Fellowship, which we are studying Matthew this year. So I'm getting a lot of Matthew. That's good synergy. This year, yep, yep. And uh, then the second thing I will pull out is my Psalm 23 study that the women of the church are doing. And I'm doing that one on Thursday at noon. And so I will uh, work on that lesson for a little while. And I've been trying to memorize the 23rd Psalm. Actually, uh, you know, the 23rd Psalm, it's the most popular Psalm 
it's the most popular scripture mm-hmm. ever. And um, I can get like verses one through three. I could all, you know, no problem. But then you're like, okay, I know there's some rod and staff in there and there's yep. a table he's setting and then all that kind of stuff. So I'd never really got all of it to where I could do it, you know. But since we've been studying Psalm 23, I have been trying to memorize it. And um, it is a pretty special psalm to me um, because my father, um, I guess it was about seven years before he passed away, we realized that he had dementia Hmm. and he would get um, flustered when he would, you know, see people and he couldn't remember. And, um, and when he would get flustered, his memory would even get worse. And it was just really uh, upsetting to him. So um, I, we were talking about that one day and I said, well, dad, you know, I think, I think it just gets worse because you're upset about it. Hmm. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to get, the 23rd Psalm and I'm going to print it out for you. And so I, I did that. I copied a page out of the Bible and I took it and had it laminated and it was just big enough to fit in his breast pocket, you know? Yeah. And so he would stick that in his pocket. And I said, now I want you to take this out when you start to get nervous, when you start thinking about what's about to happen, you know? And read it just read it over and over again hmm. and um it really did seem to help so pretty that, special that is special that's beautiful mm-hmm. thanks thanks for sharing that sure I, i'm curious too that this might be a little bit long-winded but just as a as a mom and now you have three you had three kids but they're all yes grown up yeah i was thinking we we probably put a little too much emphasis on maybe our personal quiet time, so to speak, you know mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. emphasis on personal you know it needs to look exactly like x y z but like we were talking about right. on Sunday, you know christianity is in, is inherently communal, and so of course it's important and anyway read reading you know reading by yourself, reading with people, but I'm just curious how you were able to fight for that time with the Lord even when you had three kids in the house and life was just oh, crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> As I said, I do BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, and I have done that for a very long time. And um, so when the children were, were very young, it seemed like uh, I would get up, um, you know, at whatever time I would get up, and it didn't matter what time I got up, 6.30, 6, 5.30, because I would push it further and further up so I could get that time. My first one would wake up 20 minutes after I got up, no matter what time I got up. And so that was really frustrating. Mm. And so um, what I started doing is sometimes I would put them all down in their rooms and um, they they would come out of the room trying to sneak into each other's rooms and stuff. Yeah. So I would sit in the hall at night after we got them in bed, and I would do my Bible study in the hallway. 
to make While sure that they were to make sure that like and you know Rachel would sneak out and I'd be like yeah. Rachel get back in your room yeah or Miles get back in your room you know so yeah that's probably sweet that memories fun. the in in the hallway doing your yeah in the hallway Bible on study. my knees you know looking down at the floor writing my answers that kind of thing praying so yeah so you. This this seems like such a weird question, but you've had to change it over the years. You know, you had to yeah. be flexible. It, it's right. like you're trying to be inflexible, of course, and that you're, you're you want to fight for that time with the Lord. But also, yeah. there's just like realities of being a parent and knowing right. that there's there's not condemnation from the Lord because of these things. No, no. In fact, there was one period of time where. Michael and I were trying to do some healthier things and we were going to exercise, but the kids were little and, you know, an hour to an hour and a half sometimes in the play place at the health club was just a little too long for one of my children. So um, we decided we would take turns and we would go at five in the morning. You know, I would go one day and he would go another day. And so uh, during that time, I think I was reading a book where um, a, the power of a praying parent or something like that. So I would go 30 minutes ahead of time for when I was supposed to be working out. And I would sit in the car and I would do the praying the, for that day in the car before I would go work out. So, I mean, I've done it both ways. I've gone really early and then sometimes you have to go really late. But, you know, you just got to get it done because staying in the word is the key. Yeah. The key to your life. Um, you know, I remember one time when um, I was having a particular problem with um, just getting angry, you know, with the kids. And yeah. Everything that happened was making me angry. So I got the Bible out and went through the concordance and got a lot of scriptures front and back of a sheet of paper that talked about anger and how, you know, peace is what we need to, um, you know, focus on. And so I would read that every morning hmm. when I would get up every morning. And when I did that, my day was so much more peaceful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I've been so humbled. So we have one son and he's about 16 months old, but I would never characterize myself as, as an angry person or at least it's nothing that I, I felt I ever um, struggled with, but there's just Me times. Either. Yeah. Okay. There you go. The, the kids just like, I mean, it's what Jesus said. It comes out of your heart. You know, it's like the, it's like squeezing the, the orange juice out of the orange. It's like, I did not yeah. know that was there, but yeah, sometimes it gets so frustrated and yeah, yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do about this? You know? And well, that's because you, you know, before you have children or even when you just have one, you still have a little me time. Yeah. When you start having multiple children, you just realize there is no me time. Yeah. There will be me time in 10 years. Yeah. You know, it, it, you just have to kind of switch that off in your brain. This is my lot right now. It's a short time. Yeah. It's very rewarding, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But when I was still thinking, you know, I need to do that for myself. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. It did not work. That's good. That's good wisdom. 
Because, yeah, I, I heard this week, it's like parenting, it's, it's, I got to get it right. It's long days, but short years. That's the days true. feel long, but, but the yeah. years, the years feel short. When the last one started to drive for herself, it yeah. was like, what am I going to do with all this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find things to do. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I am curious, talk, speaking of, of kids, I'm curious yeah. about being the mom of a son who's overseas. So Aaron is about to come home, but you yeah. know, I, I, yeah. I've heard it said that being a mom can kind of feel like a an 18 year breakup with your kids just because you care so much for them. And you love them for so long and you're, and you're yeah. literally doing everything for them and then they go, they, yeah. they leave praise God also. But yeah. <laughs> what have these last two years been like for you with Aaron having been in Thailand? Oh boy. A lot of emotion, you know, um, we were so excited that he got to go and um, we were thrilled for him. But of course, selfishly, hmm. I, I really wanted him to stay here, you know, with us. But of course, we know that arrows are meant to be shot and they don't always get shot in the same neighborhood like yeah. my sweet mother. <laughs> You know, that's true. Uh, she got some arrows to stay in her neighborhood and now all of her arrows are still in Baton Rouge. But, um, you know, that hasn't always been the case for my parents. And so it's not been the case for me this past two years. We did. Um, we really had looked forward to the fact that we were going to go see him mm. in 2020. That was the plan. He left in November uh, 2019. And we thought, you know, around November 2020, we'll get on a plane and we'll go see where he lives. Um, we'll get to meet his friends. And that just didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so we still hung on to the dream. Um, when we found out that things were kind of opening up in some places, uh, the shot had come out, the you know COVID vaccine. And, um, we went ahead and got it because we knew that we were not going to get on a plane yeah. if we didn't have it to get into Thailand because Thailand closed down, um, pretty tightly, Yeah. but they never really opened up enough to where we wouldn't have had to quarantine in a government facility, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, I guess it was probably... September, maybe August or September, we just gave up the dream and said, you know, we're not going to get over there. We just have to wait for him to come home. Yeah. So, yeah, November 2021, I will get to put my arms around him again. Yeah. And that will be great. Yeah, it sounds like you really, you kind of hinted at it, like feeling that tension, so to speak, where it's like your your son is headed literally across the world to share the gospel, but also he's yeah. going across the world. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing such a good job. Yeah. I mean, I can tell, I mean, his, um, his leader, you know, the team leader, Mo, um, just really speaks highly of him. Yeah. So we're very proud of him. He has really grown up in the two years he's been gone. I can just see it in the FaceTime calls and, yeah. you know, 
Aaron, he might blush if he hears this, so we better he might. We better keep going. Yeah, I, that's right. This might be a cheesy, or I might cry. You might, might cry. Get, yeah. Might cry. Uh, this this might be a cheesy question, but I'm gonna go with it. So we we live in a virtual world. You can FaceTime Aaron, and he's he's literally across the world. So yeah. you can be connected. I'm doing air yep. quotes with the connected, but there's nothing like being in person. Yeah, you know, I'm just curious. Like, do you have any reflections on that? Especially as he's coming home soon, to be able to speak in person with your son. Any thoughts on that? Yes, I mean, I've been having thoughts about that because you're right. We have been in contact. I mean, it's amazing what we can still do. I mean, I can text him anytime. Yeah. You know, of course, he's probably sleeping most of the time because it's a 12 hour difference. So, um, you know, if it's seven o'clock in the morning here, it's seven o'clock at night there. So that's pretty easy to translate. Yeah. But um, that has been great. I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I've been thinking about that. You know, what if it had been, you know, a long time ago, 100 years ago, you would had to write letters. I mean, your your kid would just be written off. You don't know where they are. Yeah. Um. But the fact that we can stay so connected has been so wonderful. But I have been thinking because, you know, his his return is coming soon. And um, what's it going to be like just to and it just makes me. I think I think I'm going to cry. I know I'm going to cry. I'm just probably going to make a fool of myself and run out and, you know, hug him. Um, but, yeah. It's a lot to think about because you just don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. But I've tried to play it in my mind so that I don't overreact, but, you know, just enjoy his company. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's Yeah, sweet. my mother said something funny the other day. I was, because um, everything's in terms of, you know, well, when Aaron comes back, you know, I don't want to plan anything mm-hmm. just yet until, you know. And she's like, Gene, you act like you're going to just sit there and look at him the whole time. You can't do anything else. And I'm like, well, I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> I might. Oh. Yeah. It, that's just so fascinating to me because I, I was reading this short little book and talking about media and communications and the gospel. Anyway, one of the things that stuck out was like, we, we live in this media saturated world, but Jesus didn't just. Basically, like we didn't just know God through the Bible, but but Jesus literally came incarnate, embodied, mm-hmm. and came to us as yeah. a people. And uh, anyway, and he it, touched people. Yes, I mean he he, he touched people. He was there. Heal. It's just, yeah. I, I just think like when you when you don't see somebody for two years in person, it's like yeah, it is it is so neat to be able to talk to them, but to be in yeah. person. Yes, I'm looking forward to that for sure. I love it. Uh, all right, a couple more questions, and then we'll then we'll let you go. Okay. You know what? Let's go right into the speed round. Let's go right into the speed <laughs> round. I've been I've been I've been very excited about the speed round. So here okay. we go. How right. long does it take to print and fold the church bulletins? Because nobody oh. thinks about this. They're they're just there oh. on Sunday. Okay. Well, if you had asked me that in 2018, it'd have been a whole lot longer than it is today. Yeah. Because we got a new Xerox machine that folds. Oh, it folds for you? 
it folds. Now it does not stuff the yellow or the old blue sheet. Yeah. Um, so that is still a manual thing, but it is, it is a lot faster. You can ask Miss Versa about this question because when we were working on it together in 2018, because she trained me yeah. uh, to do what I do, it took a whole lot longer because we had to sit in there and fold and then yep. we had to stuff them. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I can give you a, a time as in, you know, how long it takes because it's kind of a process. Like on a Monday or Tuesday, I only really work three days a week. And so I'll come in on Tuesday usually and I'll take the old, not the old, but the, the previous bulletin and I'll save it, you know, and put it in the new folder for the next week. So that's kind of the first thing I do. And then I'll put the, the prayer needs at the bottom of the uh, call to worship where the, you know, the members we pray for and the things we pray about, because those things, you know, just rotate and I can do those quickly. Then I'll look at the back on the announcement side and I will take out any announcement that has already passed as of the next Sunday. So my life revolves around Sunday dates, yeah. Sunday to Sunday, you know. I'm, so, I'm, and then um, you, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not, I'm not obeying the speed round principle, but I, I just, I I'm did sorry. it once. No, you were doing great. I did it once with Colton. I just need to get this off my chest. Colton had me and Tom help him fold the church bulletins. Maybe you're out of town. I don't know. But oh. we had all the church bulletins and we had to fold in stuff. And I remember he he took out like, uh, not oil, what am I thinking of? But, you know, something to put on your finger. Oh, yeah. Protecting There's the, little sticky stuff. Yeah. Protecting yeah. The, the paper cut and, and help you. And at first I remember looking at it and thinking, this is ridiculous. Why does he have this? And then <laughs> about a third of the way in, I was like, this is... This is tough. This is good I'm, stuff. I'm get, yeah, yeah, I need it. I'm getting the paper cuts. <laughs> and it's like, right. this is humbling. Somebody does this every Sunday. Yep. Now it's Xerox. Yep. But you yeah. still have to stuff it anyway. So that's that, right. That's a blessing. Is it is a blessing. My ultimate point. So, yeah. So. Yeah, but, you know, then we get the songs, and that's a whole other thing. And then, you know, by the, by the end of the week, Friday, I get the sermon notes, and then we can print. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Where did you meet Michael Raggio? I met Michael Raggio at the chapel on the campus. Wow. Yeah. All right. What Was your engagement a surprise, and where did it happen? It happened at a restaurant called Cipriani's. It wasn't exactly a surprise, but it was pretty fast. I believe we were engaged within three months of meeting each other. And we were married in seven months. Whoa. Yeah. I thought we were going to get engaged this night when we went to this restaurant, Cipriani's, and we got all the way to the dessert. (laughs) Nothing, you know? And don't you know, they brought the dessert. They brought the dessert out, and I was kind of like, well, I guess it's not tonight. Yeah. And the ring is sitting on top of the tiramisu. Oh, (laughs) Michael, you shouldn't have. I Uh, know. Wasn't he trusting? Yeah, I what know. If that man had just left. Our waiter could have just left with the ring. That's amazing. Good job by you, Michael. All right. <laughs> if you if you and Rachel are hanging out, what are y'all doing? Oh. Okay. If Rachel and I are hanging out, we're probably hiking somewhere. 
we like to be outside she loves to she loves to get out in the woods you know yeah we're not shopping we're not good shoppers okay this this might be a good segue favorite family vacation oh our road trips yeah we go to the national parks and uh, we drive on these trips and so lots of in the car time those have been some really great trips good family time yeah and usually we're with Paige and scott and their family and so yeah it's all good well, that might be another good segue you might, you might already answer this question but when the okay. kids were still in the house what was your favorite normal air quotes around normal your favorite normal thing that y'all did was it Driving in the car, doing chores together, playing outside, eating together. Probably playing outside. We played a lot in the backyard. Yeah. My kids were very active. So, yeah, we um, we had the trampoline, the, the big um, rainbow system out in the backyard for swings and climbing and yeah, we like well, you know what? And when we were when we were younger, when the kids were younger, Disney was a really good vacation. Mm. Forgot about that. Yeah. Disney's were, were those were good vacations. That was kind of um going to your last question. Sorry. No, you're good. And uh yeah. All right, last question so, here. Yep, okay. You you lived in Shreveport for a time. Is Shreveport in the same state as Baton Rouge and New Orleans? Is it the same uh, culture? No, it's like living in Texas. <laughs> They all love the Feels Dallas like the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Are we in Louisiana? Yeah. You're pulling for who? <laughs> yeah. But it was a good time. We enjoyed being in Shreveport. Made some great friends. Well, Gene, thank you for being in the family room. This was a lot of fun. So go eat some oh, seafood gumbo. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Talk soon. All right. Thanks again to Gene for stopping by the family room. And just as a reminder, all the other episodes that are on this feed are pretty timeless. So you can go back and listen to those. And, and I don't think you're going to find too much time sensitive material in there. So use those podcasts to pray for your brothers and sisters in your church family, get to know them. And again, if you've, if you've been going to church with them for a long time, and you're like, what do I go talk to them about? I don't have an icebreaker because I've seen you, but I haven't really talked to you. Use something from the podcast as an icebreaker. I approve it. The people that have been on the podcast have approved it. So do it. No regrets. No condemnation. Thanks so much for coming into the family room. The lights are going out. We will see you next time. See you later.